1: Hello, everybody. This is Robert Graham. I am sitting in for my good buddy, Seth Leapson, and hopefully having a fantastic day today. Monday is always one of those days where it feels like you've got to turn the crank. Sometimes people will turn the crank for you, and you get this explosion of energy and, um, quite honestly, cortisol when people are making decisions for you in a number of different ways. What we're going to try to do this hour is talk and hit on a few major items. One of the things that's happening here in the state of Arizona, obviously, is the big discussion around masks, mask mandates, what to do in the schools, school districts, uh, private schools, public schools. What's happening? What happened to Brophy the other day with the walkout? There's a whole bunch of things that you've got to consider as it relates to it. And then the question is, as we went into the break, I talked about the Constitution. This great document that is a great sounding board for many of the different issues that we have to deal with. Now, listen, the COVID-19, you can't argue that people, there's some people that will call in probably for me saying this and say, it's a conspiracy. COVID-19 doesn't exist. Well, guess what? I've had friends, people that I know that have either been incredibly ill or they've died from this. Okay. And just like I have with people with the flu. And just like I have with people that have been fighting cancer and other ailments in their lives, whether they've related to me or their friends or family, the reality is it's here. Okay, it's here, it's changing, it's morphing, it's modifying itself. It feels more and more like the flu when they talk about booster shots and having to do this, that and the other and go there. Now, what I want to say about this is we don't know what we don't know, number one, but we also know a lot as it relates to the speed and the intensity medical professionals and other researchers have tackled this issue. We understand there's a partisan dynamic here for no question, anybody that would suggest the movements around COVID are not partisan as it relates to communicate to the public. You're missing something here, okay? Right now, just to give you a backdrop on policymakers, okay? So when you're getting ready, right now, this year, the year leading up to an election year, we call it a legislative cycle. Whether you're a governor, whether you're a lawmaker, at a state level, at a national level, you name it, okay? Right now is what we call the legislative cycle. What you try to do is you try to, you try to create a narrative Number one, that could be beneficial to you or not so good for your opposition. It could be honest, it could be deceitful depending on the kind of person you are, okay? And if you look at politics, I would suggest, and you'd probably agree, not everybody's honest all the time. Okay, we've seen the media spinning fake news on multiple topics, not just COVID, but they spin it up and they try to create emotion. This whole notion of fear. I had a PR guy in my life that was for one of my companies, and we had this great program that was helping athletes, professional athletes, be financially secure, what have you, it was a good story. Never got published by anybody. And he said the reason is is bleeding is leading. Meaning those sorrowful stories, those horrible things you never want to hear about are the ones that people always want to read about, okay? They're the ones that people pay attention. They sell newspapers. They get viewership. And unfortunately, the good stuff isn't there. So when you see Acosta and these ding-dongs from CNN and other organizations, spinning the facts, what they're trying to do. Don Lemon, for heaven's sakes, he's the master spinner, right? And he lies. He's deceitful in in the way he communicates to the general public. But what he does is he spins emotion into that, and you get that fear factor, right? People feel, oh my gosh, I'm helpless because the world is falling because of what they've said, regardless if it's COVID or something else, or it's Trump. Oh, he's a meanie, and he's going to make things really bad for us in the country. It's craziness, what they do. But what happens is the masses, even our conservative friends, tend to start to fall into it a little bit because it's just around us everywhere we go. And so, in this legislative cycle, what they try to do is they spin up a narrative and then they get people to vote and to respond to this narrative. And again, they'll have roll calls where they'll have people stand in session so they can see who voted and who didn't and they score them. But then they're actually building a case. I'll give you an example the left is pushing very hard to put women into the draft. Okay. You might hear this and say, Oh yeah, that's fine. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to get Republicans to vote on that. There's a lot of Republicans that say the draft is a draft. Maybe we can just do away with it. But if they vote no against this, then all of a sudden, who don't they like women? Right. So they can spin a narrative, even if they just want to do away with the draft, they'll spin a narrative that says, oh, look, these conservatives don't like women. They're all a bunch of misogynists. They hate women. They don't want equal rights in this, even though these people don't want the draft, these liberals. But what they're doing is they're trying to create a narrative. So you you recognize this with the Delta variant. You can look and see that numbers have gone up in places. There's no question about it. The The spread of covid went up. And I have access still to a tool that I was given when I was participating on the President Trump's critical infrastructure team. And it shows me. I have a, I'm looking at it right now as we're talking. And you see, oh, my gosh, there are states improving. All the states are improving right now. The news cycle is actually two weeks behind this app. This is real-time apps giving us real information. The Biden administration has maintained it, and they're doing it. There are states that are improving. Every every state in the country right now, with the exception of South Dakota, is improving. Okay, and South Dakota will come with us. There's no question about it. But then you look at the hospital stays, the ER visits. It, a lot of it's regional, a lot of it's territorial. But you're just not hearing the deaths like you were. You're hearing you're not hearing the hospitalizations like you were. So it's changed, right? So, but when you hear about the sky is falling from the media, oh my gosh. If you don't do this, you're going to be considered a murderer if you don't wear a mask and things. I mean, it it is so absurd what they're doing. But what they are trying to do is get people like me or people that may be running for office to respond to their narrative. So if a DeSantis comes out and says, hey, you're a knucklehead and all these things happen and then it gets worse and worse and worse in Florida. Well, then guess what? They got them, right? Now they can pound on them and say, look, it's you, buddy. It's you trying to give people back their civil liberties. Well, they won't say that, of course, because that wouldn't work. But it's you that have released this, or it's you, Ducey, that took away the mask mandates and took away this, and you just put everybody at jeopardy. If I was your governor, I would never do that to you because I wouldn't want you hurt. Sounds good, but what they're really saying is I'm going to tell you what to do all the time. So it gets very absurd, but this legislative cycle... They're preparing how to lob people's heads off the next year when it's the election year. So all these representatives, all of our people that are engaged in this discussion right now, they're going on the record all the way across the board. And so, again, we have to recognize and lean in and fight for those that are with us on this. Right. But we also have to be willing to fight And stop those people that are against us. I'm going to give you a personal example. And my wife maybe suggested that I shouldn't, uh, use our school district. My kids go to Paradise Valley School District. My son is a sophomore at one of the high schools in the district. And today they announced that one of the kids, you know, remember, this is the first full week of school. One of the kids last week had COVID, was diagnosed with COVID. They let the school know the school's gone around. They did a little survey with all the kids today in his class and they asked who was vaccinated who was not vaccinated. Number one, that question is not allowable. They cannot ask that question. Okay. So just put that in your head. Okay. Number two, my son said, I don't have to answer that question. So I'm not going to answer it. So all of the kids in that class were excused to the cafeteria. Some were given little slips or whatever. All the vaccinated kids were allowed to go back to the room. All the other kids had to leave school. Okay. Now keep this in mind. There is no online program with Paradise Valley School District right now. It's shut down because they were anticipating everybody coming back to school. So there's no instruction outside of the kids going to the teacher's website and pulling down a PowerPoint presentation or something that the teachers have posted there to supplement the instruction these kids are receiving in school. The other question I have is how long are these kids to be quarantined? So you have these administrators that are in fear factor mode, okay, and they don't know what to do because they're too afraid to lead. I just thought about five different names and I just really pictured my wife's face in my mind and I can't say it. I could say it. It wouldn't be too offensive to most of you, but to her it would be. And they are just spineless. They do not have the courage or will to lead. Stand for something for heaven's sakes and just dig in. I'd rather have you tell me what to do, even if I don't like it, and you dig it and take a position, but they're too wimp, wimpy to do that, okay? So here we are, 150 kids from one high school were sent home today, and it's the first week of school, and they will have zero instruction, zero interaction with their teachers. It is absurd. I can tell you that a class action lawsuit is being organized by somebody right now, and they are going to get hammered, Okay. Because this is a despicable behavior. But is this happening within your district? It likely is. You have to be aware of this. And when you hear the fight, maybe you don't want to be the one to fight. Well, go get your neighbors fired up to get in a fight. You got to find people that are willing to dig in and make it happen. I am actually going to have one of these moms on a call here briefly in one of our breaks. And I want you to hear it from them. And I want you to feel what they feel. And their anger and intensity. And I bet you. There's a number of you on the other side of this call that feel exactly the same way but have no way to voice your concerns because they are systematically muting people when you go to school district meetings and such. They just don't want to hear it. They're afraid of you, number one. They don't know how to deal with an organized group. And I'm not saying go stomp your feet and scream around a school board meeting. Do it within the rules. Follow the guidelines and smoke them at their own game. That's how you do it. Okay, you don't get crazy. You get smart and you get organized. And then that unified voice has great and fantastic outcomes. When we come back, we're going to talk more about your rights and those rights that are being extinguished by spineless leaders. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Robert Graham. You can probably take an idea that I I probably swallow about seven B vitamins in the break here just to try to calm down a little bit. (laughs) I'll tell you, it's pretty fiery. I get, I I mean, I get tuned up, right? There are days when you come in, you're like, hey, let's just talk about the way things are moving. When Donald Trump was president of the United States, it was easy for me to talk about it. I mean, I, there were some things like, look, if there's one policymaker that you agree 100% with, fantastic. I don't think I've ever met one. Right. But then what I what I look for, if I don't agree with every single policy and things, I look for their integrity. I look if they're being honest with America, with with their positioning and what they believe or think they're doing. Or are they manipulating somebody? Where's their their principled gain from there? Is it is it like are they having a good outcome for America? Or are they doing this for themselves or some other things? And so you can point to people right now. I'm certain you can point to people with absolute confidence that are working for themselves and not. I mean, President Trump lost about. Almost a billion dollars in his personal net worth as the president of the United States. So when these people start yapping at him for uh, charging the Secret Service to stay in a hotel – When he's going someplace that he owns, uh, they'd have to stay somewhere, right? And they'd probably be paying for those hotel rooms somewhere else. The guy kind of deserves it. I mean if they stay with him or whatever, whatever they put him up for, that's just the way it rolls. And um, in this particular standpoint, I just get to the point where you want to look for the true intent. Is this about protecting people? Is this decision about helping people prosper? Is it helping them with safety or giving them economic opportunities? Who knows? Is it helping them with their civil liberties and helping to protect them and grow? One of the beautiful things about our country and one of the things that becomes this remarkable magnet, we think about the things that are happening on the borders. There's two things. It it is truly Jim Layman, who's running for Senate here, who I'm going to have on later this this afternoon. He talks about an invasion at the border. It really is. But if the country wasn't so magnificent, if we really didn't have so much opportunity, if the American dream wasn't so substantiated by all the successful stories that we have in this country, these people would not want to come. Or they might go somewhere else, for heaven's sakes. So it's a backhanded problem, but it's an incredible compliment in a sense because we have the most desirable nation in the world to be. And one of the things that protects this and one of the things that helps us along the way are our civil liberties as we get there, okay? So thinking about civil liberties as it relates to the United States, this is what they're supposed to be, Right? Civil liberties, and I'm reading this, are guarantees and freedoms that liberal governments commit not to abridge. Okay, liberal governments agreed not to abridge. Now, liberals not in the sense of liberal in the sense of what we see a liberal conservative. Liberals more openness, right? It's more of a actually a free market type of approach as we get there. Okay, either by legislation or judicial interpretation, without due process. Though so the scope, and they people define this in so many different ways, celebrities so generally include the freedom of conscience, freedom of press, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, freedom of assembly, the right to security and liberty, freedom of speech, the right to privacy. This is where we get with this health issue. This is where you get these liberals that want to just cave or rip open all of your health care and records for, to get a background check done on, on, a, on a, a firearm they start getting to a point where it's just absurd. The right to equal treatment under the law and due process, the right to fair trial, the right to life. Okay. You start looking at this, the right to own property, the right to defend yourself from any bodily injury. You start looking at this and you go, my gosh, what are, what are they encroaching upon and what are the impact points that are here? So what happens when administrators or agencies – see, right now, quite honestly, the president's the a president. And he can do executive order and that can have a sweeping impact on us. You can look at the U.S. – the Congress and the U.S. Senate. They'll make these laws and changes and they can have a sweeping impact on us. But the groups that hit us the hardest and the fastest are the local things, right? It's, it's city councils. It's school boards. It's the administrations within a school not just the district, but the school. They can make decisions that we call those agency decisions and they rapidly can impact us like the EPA. These are things that just get us. So how do you defend this? This is like 97 forest fires at the exact same time within 10 square miles. And you have to deal with this and you've got to fight this in a very effective way. So you try as fast as you can to go to the source. Where are they originating this battle and what is their intent? Candidly, we have, a, we have a, a superintendent of public instruction there at my school district who – I'm not going to mention his name because to me the story's still out. This thing – what's happening right now is absurd and he's the leader. And so when you look at this, you have to look there and then you have to see what the interests are. Then you have to go to the school board and you have to say why in the world would they do this? And a lot of times – this is the sad, pathetic reality I learned about school districts is it's liability. They're afraid of being sued. Somebody that is a member of another school board in the southern part of the state told me that if somebody sues the school district, the de facto response is you settle with them. Just done. Just here. I'm going to write you a check. You go away. Let's just bury this thing and move on. The thing that is freaking people out, this is when COVID really started and they were looking at the shutdowns or opening back up. Was this fact alone, if a whole bunch of people at the same time sue the school district on behalf of all these COVID sicknesses, let's say they blame the schools for getting their kids sick or the people sick or their mom or or husband or wife, his teacher, what have you, and they die from it and they sue simultaneously. These school districts believe that the litigation that comes from that, they cannot sustain. They just because their, their mode of operation is just pay them out, get them off my docket, and move it along. And so that is they're much willing to take the battle that's gonna be coming against your civil people's civil liberties. They're coming out and saying, You're you're not constitutional, what you're doing is bad. They'd rather fight that fight because they feel that the litigation and the risk with that is much smaller and it's longer over a period of time than if somebody dies and they have a story real quick. So they think, hey, throwing a mask on somebody, sending home somebody home, that's better because the risk is different. Well we have to teach them As a populace that a class action lawsuit with thousands of people associated with it with a claim, because remember, you're a hardworking taxpayer and your tax paying dollars are paying for what teachers, school infrastructure and every one of those administrators salaries. (laughs) They are we're their boss as taxpayers. And if you're silent, they get away with it. If you drive into the fight, if you lean into the fight, you can have fantastic outcomes. And to do that, you need to get organized and make it happen. And again, it's happening in some districts now where parent groups are starting to organize very aggressively. And the one thing that I would, I would condition people to think about is you need to think about how you approach it understand the rules. What is the decorum? Do they run under Robert's rules of orders? Follow the rules. They cannot stop you. And if they do, they'll be in violation. Their meetings will literally be void. If they try to kind of go around you or they try to subvert something that you're doing and break the rules, you can document every bit of it. But your voice is more powerful when it's unified and there's lots of you. When you're when you're standing in, and you're obstructing meetings and stuff like that doesn't help you. It gets you attention, but doesn't help the end game. They'll figure out a way to move around you. But when you follow the rules and you're conditioned to do what's right, it's there. We come back from the break. I'm going to have a special guest on that's going to tell you a little bit about their experience and get ready. It's A bit fiery, I guarantee it will be there. But I want to hit on this just for a little bit more, and then we'll shift off to some of the other impact points in this country that are painful to say, uh, t- at the least. And quite honestly, they're hurting people. And again, our jobs are to protect people. We want elected people that will stand up, that will shoulder the burden, that will protect us. And their focus should be jobs, opportunity, prosperity, and safety. There it is. That's the magic potion, right? Let's do it. We've got to protect our principles and values, and we've got to make sure that conservatives are governing. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Robert Graham. You're listening to 960 The Patriot, and we've been talking about these darn mask mandates, vaccinations, uh, wimpy leadership, and what school districts are doing to try to what they may think is solve the problem or try to be their uh, responsible citizenry. citizenry. But I got to tell you, it is um, where they have completely encroached upon our civil liberties at this particular point, and our children are going to suffer by this. Now I mentioned going into the break that I have a special guest with us is Tracy and Tracy's a mother in the Paradise Valley School District and her son goes to one of the Paradise Valley High Schools. And Tracy, if you want to share that, what school he goes to and all that kind of information, so be it. But I got to tell you, tell me what happened today.
2: Well, um, my son's at Pinnacle High School. I have no problem sharing that. And he was called in saying that he'd been exposed to COVID and put on a 10-day quarantine.
1: And 10-day quarantine, did they ask any other questions? I mean, what, what what's the deal with Because uh, I'd heard so, from others.
2: Yes, they asked, what they did is they asked him if he'd been vaccinated or not. And um, he said, I'm not going
1: to answer. So he said he... Oh, we're losing me a little bit. You there? sounds like she's gone into beast mode there mother mama bear mode hey so tracy you're breaking up on me a little bit here but um you said he'd gone into and been asked if he we just lost her so hopefully she'll call back here in a second i know she is in an area that potentially is bad cell coverage but if you'd heard so they called up her son okay so number one that freaks me out secondly they they have this private meeting with him and ask him and tell him he's been exposed to somebody with COVID, and then they ask him if he has been vaccinated, and he said he doesn't have to answer that, which he's right. And so now I want the punchline. Where is she? Tracy, come back to us. I know the punchline, but I want her to say it because you need to hear this. Here she comes, I think. So let's check it. When I see the little light pop on here, I'll know she's live. Are you with us, Tracy? I just... Uh, you went. It sounded like you started growling. I, we thought you, like, transformed into Mama Bear there for a second.
2: I think what happened is my husband was pulling into the house, and so it, it switched to the car. I apologize. Oh, no
1: problem. That happens. All right, good. So you mentioned that he, he gets called up. They ask him if he's been vaccinated. Yeah. Tell him he's been COVID, you know, exposed to COVID, if he's been vaccinated, yes. and then what happened?
2: And then he chose not to answer that question um, because he's been taught that no one has the right to ask him medical history information. Um, as a result, he was put on a ten-day quarantine. Um, if he had said he was vaccinated, he would have been sent back to class.
1: So he's honest, number one. So I wonder how many of those kids told the truth. It doesn't matter to me. The reality is, so they've they've they basically are segregating our children, number one, and yes. um, and doing it. So what what have you been hearing from other parents? I mean, have you talked to other parents that are freaking out about this? Because I know uh, my wife said there's something like 150 kids from pinnacle were sent home today
2: yeah i did the math and so the email that went out i have the high school has not personally called me um this is all coming from a piece of paper um but seven kids were positive covid and if a minimum of four kids per child in all of their classes were quarantined that's something like 168 kids not to mention lunch or other things um You know, parents are angry. It was a rough year last year for all of them, for their academic careers, for their mental health. And, you know, he's excited to be back in school. His grades suffered last year because learning online is not the same. And now he's being quarantined for 10 days with no option to hear the lesson. I did call the school and ask them, what is the plan going forward if you're not allowing my child to come to school, even though he has no symptoms? He's healthy. Put him in a mask for the 10 days if you want to. So he doesn't spread it, even though I don't believe that that would make a difference. And their reply to me was he needs to sign into Google Classroom. The assignment will be posted and he needs to submit it daily with no teacher. Instruction.
1: So he doesn't get any teacher instruction. He's going to be looking at what the teachers post online just as a matter, of course, of their jobs. And he's expected to do the work. And to turn it back. Now we have one minute, and then if you can hang on after this break, I want to keep you over the break, and um, sure. and have you answer a couple more of these questions. But so this is absurd. So he, so they send him home, but now he doesn't even get online instruction. He's just being sent to a website where he can download some stuff.
2: To, to teach himself biology and Spanish and math.
1: Oh yeah, that's really productive. And and he's a sophomore, right? Correct. So what I've learned, at least when I was a sophomore. If you leave it up to me to, to teach myself some of these things it, it ain't gonna happen so it's um, so this is uh, and, and we, you talked about the mental health some of the things that happen I mean it's just it's crazy so hey Tracy hang on tight you've been listening to Robert Graham on 960 the Patriot and I have Tracy from one of the moms in the school district that um, in Paradise Valley School District where they're really they're separating and segregating the kids and it's it's a challenge to say the least it's absurd we come back from the break we'll hear more from Tracy Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there. And Tracy, thanks for hanging on. And no uh, problem. we are here. We're kind of fighting this fight together, all of us. I think if you have children or if you're just a concerned citizen and may, trying to protect ourselves, this is a wild and crazy time. So go ahead and, um, uh, you know, I was asking about – we started going into what he was going to do for curriculum. And we talked about, and if you are just joining us, we've got Tracy, who's from the Paradise Valley School District, mom, and has a child at Pinnacle High School today worth about anywhere from 150 to 170 kids were just sent home today because they were perceived not to be vaccinated uh, because a lot of them wouldn't answer the question if they were vaccinated or not. And they're sent home to be quarantined for 10 days because they were exposed to somebody in their class that had COVID. And they are sent home. The vaccinated kids get to stay. The unvaccinated kids are going home, and the only instruction that these young people have now is to log on to the teacher's website, just download some of the documents and stuff that the teachers share by way of the normal course of instructing their class. So, no online, no Zoom, no access to the the lectures or anything like that. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, and so what? What if some of you and some of the other mothers been talking about? I mean, what's the course of action here? I mean, I can suggest some stuff, and I will be very actively involved in it because I have children in that school district. And um, so, what's happening? With, what What are the conversations that you're having with other moms?
2: I think the only course of action we have, unfortunately, is to write the superintendent. Um, I mean, I've spoken to the school. I'm waiting to hear back from his counselor, and unfortunately, I don't believe it gives me any options because they're following the rules of the superintendent. Um, and I believe this goes much deeper than just my kids, not in school, which is a huge element. Don't get me wrong, but he's basically just been, you know, put on the spot in front of his peers. It's like, he's getting like the scarlet letter or the red X saying mm-hmm. you're vaccinated. You're not. This was done in the cafeteria in front of everyone. So it's very apparent who, you know, is choosing to answer the questions, who's not choosing to answer the questions. And from everything I've been hearing with this variant, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not, you can catch COVID and you can transmit COVID. So I don't understand why these kids are being singled out.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Even Even the CDC itself mentions that. So go ahead.
2: Yeah. And I even asked them, would it have made a difference if you had a, a mask on? And he said, no, there were kids who were wearing a mask that also got sent home. And I'm like, well, then if the kids wearing masks are being sent home, why are we even having the mask debate? So not only are they asking medical questions that they have no right to do, they are trying to find out, are these children vaccinated? Are they not? Which is unconstitutional. I even found a a letter online from the Paradise Valley School District that says they are trying to encourage vaccination, which goes to the whole mandate thing, which is taking away our right to choose. Um,
1: And they can encourage. Here's the thing. They can encourage all they want that if they believe that and they have that. But it's when they start to start to change their behavior or penalize the young people for the choices that are not aligned with their encouragement, okay their encouragement i mean right. it 's the reality is that, like you said they 've crossed over our constitutional rights, and that and these children are are being impacted where all the families are i mean, think about the moms and dads too that can't afford to have daycare or childcare and things like that. Now they've got to manage this young person at their home, which they may not be able to be there to supervise to make sure anything gets done in the course of the day. I mean, it is a a really rickety rockety road and they have crossed the line aggressively. The other thing I will tell you that parents can do is sue the school district, okay, the letter is going to just be a letter. Right now, they probably get a lot of letters on this right now. Now we have to get their attention. So personally suing the school board, the the, the superintendent, and suing the district is going to be get their attention. I promise you that. And I will be a part of that just as a matter of reference for anybody out there listening. And if anybody that works for the Paradise Valley School District, specifically in the board, get ready because a fight is coming. And it's coming full force. And so... Well, I appreciate you very much, Tracy, and I know this is a hard time. And, Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. We have to rally together and make it happen. But uh, thanks for calling in. Thanks for informing us on what's going on. This is one district out of many. We haven't even touched the southern part of the state that's wild and crazy. So have a great day.
2: All right. Thanks. You
1: too. you too. Look, that is one mom, right, trying to fight the fight. And she has more than one child in the in the school district. And or will be ultimately in the school district. And what happens is you get to this point and you start going, my gosh, it just feels like my wife actually sent me a text message earlier. Really it's exhausting. But that's exactly the way they want you to feel. They want you to be exhausted. And just say, you know what? Screw this. I'm not going to fight this fight. Well, you have to. You have to You know, drink the Gatorade. Do whatever you got to get your electrolytes up. You got to dig in. and You got to lean into the fight. And if you don't, you lose. That's just the bottom line. If, you, if you've if you ever watched a Rocky film, how many times that guy get knocked down before he won? Do you think he wanted to get back up? I know it's a movie, but I can give you other examples of other folks like Jimmy Braddock and a number of other wonderful fighters that have been out there. They get back up and they fight. And that's the only way to dig in and make it happen. We've got Will Holden from Phoenix. Will, thanks for joining us. How are you, sir? Well, I just got a question on... You know that, the, the COVID, you know, that lady you just had on? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously that kid had to do the COVID test, right? The one that was actually confirmed sick? Um, yeah. Sick, yeah. Well, see, on that COVID test, that that's when they stick that thing up your nose, right? And, yeah, there's a couple different ways, but that's probably the most common one where they feel like they're digging your brain out of your nose. Yeah. And, but uh, I've known people, I mean, I know, and I've even read, you know, they get that test. Well, I know one person that got the test and, you know, it was negative. They were actually, they were flying, you know, to another country. And then, you know, I took another test and then was positive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't even know if that thing really, really works. So, people. so like any test, I mean, I appreciate you saying that because there was a major, major, major concern. Like I, I had friends that actually went to the ER, were so sick. And they were waiting to be tested. They never got tested. They signed in. They did all the triage. Never got tested. They left. And a couple days later, they got positive uh, COVID test results. And they never got tested, okay? So that that freaks you out, okay? But on the other side of things is reliability, right? This thing has hit us so fast. And you look for reliability, and the tests have improved and improved. But give you an example right to your point. My niece, just this last week, was, again, uh, around somebody that had COVID, um, was feeling sick. She went and got a rapid test. It was negative, the same day they did the rapid test, the same provider did the normal test and the normal right. test came back positive and she's sick. Okay. So she's, whether she's got COVID or not, but it, it just, you know, likely she's got COVID. So what happens is that's why when people become systematic, symptomatic, you've got right. to take that part of it serious and get tested. And if you, if you feel like something was negative and maybe you feel really sick, maybe mm-hmm. do another one. But again, it, it, to your point, um, people have to be conscientious about it. Number one, maybe, you know, maybe they're not very reliable. But the reality is, I think they're getting more and more reliable every single day. But the but the reality still comes back to, in this particular case, that kid was symptomatic, went, got tested, he popped, he, this, the family responsibly let the school district know. Other districts, what they do is the kids that are vaccinated are vaccinated. The kids that weren't vaccinated, they mask them up. So at least they get to stay in school and get the and if they become symptomatic, we would pray that they would have the same kind of responsible approach and just say, you know, I'm not feeling very good. I got to head out of here. But Will, thanks. Will from, from Goodyear. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you very much. We're heading into a break here and we come back. We, we have to touch on what's happening in Afghanistan and the impact points that we're going to feel across the board as a result of that conflict. Hey, welcome back everybody. This is Robert Graham and we were just transitioning. We were talking about this mask mandate, the impact points that are happening within the districts. All I've got to say to people, if you've been listening, is that put up your dukes because we got to dig in here. Look, again, being respectful in your battles, but being forceful. Okay, lean in, have your facts straight. Be able to really anticipate what the opposition is going to try to do and get control of the narrative out in front of them. That's generally how we win. And that's how you win with credibility. You don't come across as a crazy person. Do what you've got to do in order to maintain the reality of what's happening in this world. I mean, look, I want to protect my liberties. I mean, you, I want to protect my freedom. I want my kids to be happy. For heaven's sakes, I watch my kids' eyes. No kidding. And some of you can, can relate to this. They didn't have the blue glare glasses when they were looking at their computers all day long because of COVID and instruction from home, I watched my kids' eyes in their heads swell up and water, and they'd look sick almost every single day until they started to get the right equipment and stuff like that so they could manage this experience that they were having online. It's crazy. Okay, now to a totally different topic. As we shift gears, we start thinking again, think about policy, politics. People's positioning their statements as they ran for office or as they do different things. The goal is, is for us to get the best absolute handle we can on what's happening around the world and who's leading our nation. Are they looking at the best possible interest for our people? Are we doing what we possibly can to line it up? Headlines. Let me just read you some headlines. We're gonna to go to the break. We have a guest that's running for U.S. Senate. Jim Lehman is running for U.S. Senate. And we're gonna have him here for Arizona. And we wanna hear his thoughts on this. This guy appears to be and, and for a matter of full disclosure, I work with Jim and giving him a very clear perspective here the goal when you when you do anything to try to help a campaign you want somebody that's going to lean into the fight that is a protector one that's really going to go and try to do what they possibly can to carry my voice your voice our family's voice our kids voices to washington dc to battle for our freedoms and liberties like this stand squarely in the face of the fight so that you can have the best outcome for the people you represent far too often we have these limp-wristed approaches as it relates to leadership, and they do not lean in. They walk away from, or they explain away from it. And right now, we're seeing that with, with what's happening in Afghanistan, and a lot of people say, oh, this wars need to end and move on. The polls are saying, well, I got to tell you something. I am not into people just slaughtering people for the fact that they're women or other things that are happening within those nations. They are... We worked hard. We lost a lot of precious lives there. And now it's about protecting and doing what we possibly can. But I I don't know. I'm curious what you think of Afghanistan. And we'll ask this candidate, Jim Lehman, for U.S. Senate. That and many more questions when we get back from the break. Again, you're listening to 960 The Patriot. This is Robert Graham filling in for Seth Leapson. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. We want you to hear more, learn more, and to share more. We'll be right back after the break.